Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to your go-home show for Monday Night Raw. This Saturday, we will be having Elimination Chamber live from Jeddah in Saudi Arabia. Starting at 12 p.m. Eastern, it's going to be an interesting time to tweet wrestling live on a Saturday afternoon. It's weird. Not used to that. But that's then. This is now. This Monday Night Raw was a lot of fun. I really, really enjoyed this show. Like three hours flew by tonight, which is not going to lie. It's been rarity with Raw lately. Um, It's been decent shows, but there's been times where it just kind of drags for a little bit. Tonight, not so much. Flew by, had some great matches. A We finally got an answer to who the sixth woman's going to be in the Elimination Chamber match. So let's just dive right into things. So first off, we started off with our WWE champion, the almighty Bobby Lashley with MVP. And... We once again had that first hour of Raw on sci-fi commercial free, which has been a lot of fun. I'm actually going to be a little sad once the Olympics are over and we go back to USA and we're going to have commercials every 10 minutes. <laughs> but, you know, that that is what it is. So Bobby comes out and I had a feeling since obviously it's the go home show, we're probably going to see some, if not all of the Elimination Chamber participants have some type of verbal promo off, and, well, we did. (laughs) So MVP out here, before people started showing up, doing some Steiner-esque math, talking about how normally, you know, Bobby would have a one-in-six chance of winning, and, you know, Naming off everybody else in the match, stating that none of them could beat Lashley. So Lashley essentially has a 100% chance. And I'm just like, okay, so that that still means, though, that he, he has less percentage than Samoa Joe and <laughs> less, less of a chance to, you know, to win than Scott Steiner does at Sacrifice. But, you know, we'll, we'll just, we'll, we'll leave the Steiner math to NXT and, We'll see how that works out. <laughs> so, obviously, like I said, everybody starts coming out. Seth comes out first, and then Riddle comes out next, and I completely forgot about his Broga party. Uh, so he comes out in the toga, and I just I, I couldn't help but burst out laughing. Uh, after that, uh, Austin Theory came out. AJ Styles came out. And then Cowboy Brock Lesnar shows up. And things just get insane. Theory tries to jump Brock. Brock suplex him straight to hell. Riddle decides to yeet himself over the top rope, which was actually quite hilarious to see him do it in a toga. Everybody else leaves the ring, leaving Austin Theory by himself with Brock. Brock then F5s him because, you know, the young kid's going to take all the heat in this, in this segment. And he essentially just stares down Bobby as Bobby's backing up. And so this is going to be a fun Elimination Chamber match for the WWE Championship on Saturday. I honestly don't know who's going to win this. I really don't. But that's the best part. 
I don't know. So after that, we jumped right into our in-ring action for the night. First match, the tag team match, Street Profits taking on the Dirty Dogs with a surprise. Tommaso Ciampa from NXT showing up on Raw at the commentary table during this matchup. Obviously, if you listened to my NXT narrative last week, Dolph Ziggler had made his way down to NXT and seems to be trying to interject himself into the NXT championship title picture. And obviously, Champa, being the you know elder statesman of the group and pretty much the gatekeeper, uh, basically said that if anybody wants to come after the NXT championship, it either needs to go through him or take it from him. So we are eventually going to get a Champa Dolph Ziggler match, and it's probably going to be WrestleMania Takeover. And it's going to be absolutely batshit crazy, and I can't wait to watch it because Ziggler could sell a blind person a phone book and a dictionary, and yeah, it's he's he's amazing. And yeah, it's going to be outstanding. But this match, really good match between all four competitors. Champa obviously getting involved towards the end where. Ziggler had come over to commentary and Tommaso stands up and just clapping in his face and Dolph goes to pretend to do a super kick, which made Tommaso kind of kind of buckle a little bit, obviously a little embarrassed. So he ends up grabbing a cup of water, throws it right in Dolph's face. Dolph, of course, sells this beautifully. It distracts Robert Rude in the ring. Robert then takes a huge spine buster from Angelo Dawkins. Uh, who tags in Montez Ford. Montez Ford falls from the heavens with his frog frog splash and gets the one, two, three. So they just keep adding fuel to the fire. And obviously with tomorrow's NXT Vengeance Day, it's going to get interesting. So I'm, yeah, it's going to be good stuff to watch. Should be a real good week of wrestling. Real good week of wrestling. After that, We had ourselves a rematch from last week, but this time it was for the United States Championship. AJ Styles getting his title shot against Damian Priest. And uh, unlike last week, Damian Priest seemed to have learned from his mistake. Uh, When he went to come off the rope, AJ once again went for the phenomenal forearm, but Priest held on to the ropes. So AJ landed, did a roll, and Priest was right there to take him out in holds on to his title going into elimination chamber so after that you had a nice little sportsmanship between the two a uh, little fist bump so it's nice to see the sportsmanship aj i hope is gonna start going for the major titles i know he's in elimination chamber but i don't honestly don't expect him to win but who knows who knows honestly that match like i said before I have no idea, and I love that fact. So, before that match actually happened, we had a little video package from KO. KO talking about how last week he had poured all of his heart into Texas and how much he loved Texas, and then apparently there was a poll that came out to see if Kevin Owens was being honest about how he felt about Texas. And 
the majority of the people voted that he was lying. And KO offended completely by this. Admits, though, that yes, he was lying. However, he's telling the truth right now, saying that Texas is essentially just a redneck, um, you know, place and that it's America's ass. And it was just, it was weird, not gonna lie, not his best promo. <laughs> but after that happened, the internet started to explode a little bit. There were reports that are coming out now that possibly WWE is heavily going after Stone Cold Steve Austin to have some type of physical altercation, whether it be a match, whether it just be a stunner and go home. Who knows? But now everybody's saying Kevin Owens versus Stone Cold for the honor of Texas. And I'm... Yeah, I think that's fantastic. Stunner versus Stunner. I think it'll be great. It'll probably, obviously, if it does have, end up having a, be a match, it'll be a short match, which is fine. Stone Cold hasn't wrestled in like 20 years. It's okay. I mean, I kind of expected either to see Austin or Taker at this WrestleMania. Does it hurt to not watch Stone Cold in a match? Yes and no. No, because I was lucky enough to watch him before, when before he retired. And uh, I don't expect it to be all that long, to be honest with you. So it does hurt a little bit, but I'm, I'm, I'm still okay with not going to this year's WrestleMania. <laughs> but after that, we moved on to more therapy with Miss Bliss. And <clears throat> she seems to have almost completely reverted back to her previous i wouldn't say goddess uh gimmick but she's like a hybrid now and she looks fantastic it's not like the the fiend-esque style alexa it's just it just it's good i like it i like what they're doing this this whole like vignette series that they've had with the um the therapist has been real good and what happens, though, in this part, um, the therapist says that he has a gift for her. So as he's going to give her the gift, you see Miss Bliss, Miss Bliss kind of not really sure what's happening. And you see the therapist come back into the view, and he has this handful of what looks like stuffing, doll stuffing, not actual stuffing. <laughs> That'd be kind of messy. So he puts that on the table. And then gets pieces of what looks like a doll. And then he grabs the last piece, which is the remainder of, of Lily. He tells Miss Bliss that he was able to acquire everything that was her. And that this was going to be a gift for Miss Bliss. And he said, the reason why I do that is so that, you know, you can be at peace and then there was a moment where Miss Bliss kind of just looked at him and looked at the pile. And then all of a sudden there was like a ding. And then she was fine. And I was just like, okay. And we kind of disappeared from that. But more on that later. We went back to the ring. Had ourselves a handicap two-on-one match. As Omas took on the Hurt Business. And fortunately for the Hurt Business... Business was not good tonight. <laughs> Almost quickly taking care of both guys. Um, it's sad to see what's been happening with Shelton and with Cedric, but 
going to keep almost looking good. Hey, it's Sam and Scott from Ship It Studios' premier wrestling podcast, Above the Ring. And Sam, let's talk about Riverside.fm, the leading podcast and video creation platform that's changing the game on how creators record their content. Riverside.fm allows you to record studio-quality audio and up to 4K video on their platform. Now you can interview a guest a thousand miles away, and it will sound like you're sitting in the same room. Did you know that it's as easy to use as Zoom, but it gives much higher quality audio and video recordings? Did we mention that they have a mobile app? This allows guests to connect directly from their phone and record content from anywhere. After your content is finished, you can easily grab clips to share them across your social media channels. So if you're looking for a platform to put over for all your recording needs, from podcasts to webinars to other video content, you should be using uh, Riverside.fm. Sign up today so you can focus on your content and leave the quality to Riverside.fm. Use promo code SHIPIT and receive 30% discount on the first three months of your subscription. Then we had a segment with reggie and dana brooke going to a valentine's day dinner and while they're sitting at dinner chatting you see uh tozawa in a like in a hoodie and tamina walking by you see r-truth kind of floating around in the back as well and they did the whole to be continued i'm like oh god okay here we go (laughs) um we went back to the ring and we had ourselves a Raw Women's Championship contract signing between Lita and Becky Lynch. Lita coming out, crowd all excited for her. Then when Becky came out, this woman, Becky with the big hair tonight, all disheveled. She's got, like, this jean jacket. She's she's just, like, completely emo. It's it's hilarious. Like, she she is ready for Hollywood. Like, seriously. Like, not even kidding. Um... And it was great. Like, you know, Becky gets in the ring and she's, you know, she's like, I haven't slept all week because of this. She's like, I'm afraid that, it, you know, what I want to do to you. And just like, I don't want to fight you. And I know you don't want to fight me. And it's only because these, these savages, these people, they just want us to rip each other apart. And I, I'll, you know, I'll look, I'll look past it if you just rip up this contract and just walk away. And I'm just like, these mind games are great. And of course, Lita's like, nah, nah, it's not going to happen. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to take, I'm going to take that title from you. I helped create you, as you said, if there's no Lita, there's no Becky Lynch. So now I'm going to take care of it. It's on her to do it. So I'm like, all right, that's pretty good logic. So she signs the contract. And of course, Becky takes it then. And she's, you can tell she's getting very frustrated at the fact that. You know, Lita signed it up, signed the contract. She's like, you're going to make me do this to you, aren't you? You're like, no. And she gets all pissed off. She signs it and she throws the contract at Lita. And then she just leaves the ring and she's like depressed walking away. And like she did, she did such a phenomenal job acting in this whole thing. It was just, it was good stuff. It was truly, truly good stuff. I haven't been that entertained by a contract signing in quite a while. Because normally, WWE contract signings, somebody's going through a table. A table's getting thrown at somebody. Chairs are being tossed. Like, this, there's just ridiculousness that normally happens in these. And the way they did this was just so perfectly done. So, this match... I know it's been a long time since Lita's been in the ring for an actual one-on-one match but this should be fun. Looking forward to it. 
After that, we had a five-person gauntlet match, and the winner would be the last person to enter the Elimination Chamber match. These five women did ridiculous things, and it was outstanding. We started off with Rhea Ripley taking on Nikki A.S.H. Obviously, with their feud that they just finished off, this was the perfect way to start this. Great 5, 10, 15-minute match. Rhea gets the win, moves on. Out next, Liv Morgan. Another 10, 15 minutes. Rhea gets the win, moves on. Next person, Dewdrop. So at that point... At that point, Rhea's been beaten up pretty good. Her arms are, are weak, and she's in she's in pain. And then Dewdrop comes out, and she's like, ah, shit. <laughs> so for those of you who've watched NXT UK, or at least have listened to it, there's been history between Rhea Ripley and Piper Niven, who now goes by Dewdrop. And... Their series of matches that they had on there were just ridiculous. So they had a nice, again, 10, 5, 10, 15 minute match here. Rhea, once again, she's able to lift up Dewdrop to get the, the Riptide. Beautiful. Even after wrestling for like 25 minutes, she's already like ridiculously strong still. And she drops Dewdrop, gets the pin. Moves on to the last match, which is against, unfortunately, Bianca Belair. Um, But still, these women go another 15, 20 minutes, and Bianca eventually gets the win. But Rhea Ripley wrestled for 44 straight minutes, and she looked phenomenal. If you want to build somebody back up to be that top elite-level status, they did that tonight with Rhea Ripley, and I'm so happy to see it. That woman deserves everything even at such a young age she's just been non-stop fantastic and it's not to degrade her for having her title run on the tag team division with nikki ash it's not at all but rhea ripley now is solidly back in the title picture when it comes to the raw women's championship and that's great so bianca Belair will be the sixth and final participant uh when it comes to coming out into the chamber match itself we still don't know who the sixth woman is but i have a feeling we'll find out a little bit sooner than later so after that we move on to more tag team action as it's the mysterios taking on the alpha academy i love these I love these things so much. So before this match gets started, we go back to the the dinner date. And naturally, things are going haywire because Tazawa and Tamina decide to attack. Dana and Reggie able to escape. And, you know, after everybody's been, like, chased off or they don't know where Reggie and Dana went, they come out. Um, in the middle of a hallway, and Dana's all excited that Reggie was able to once again save her, gives him a big kiss on the cheek again, and Reggie's like, all right, hold up, hold up. I got to know what's going on here. You know, what's what's up? And she's like, oh, you're my, you know, you're my friend, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And, he, and Reggie's just like, all right, stop. That's fine. Friends, we're cool. Friends only. Whatever, fine do the shake 
And then all of a sudden, it happened. I was so happy. It finally happened. Reggie, using the most powerful move in professional wrestling, the roll-up to pin Dana Brooke to the, to the, to the floor, gets the one, two, three, gets the title back, and says, hey, I knew this friendship it would be good for something. And then he walks away. Dan is all distraught. She can't believe what happened. And then magically, everybody else comes back. Our truth looked like he was getting ready to pin Dana. And then he goes, oh, oh, well, that boy got you. Oh, see, so what happens. A Cupid doesn't like the friend zone. I'm like, oh, oh, yikes. Okay. Okay. Outstanding. <laughs> So we get the burn. You can see Tazawa and Tamina trying to hold in laughter because our truth is a national treasure and he'll drop those bombs on you like there's nobody's business. So they all walk off to go find Reggie. And then to add insult to injury, the waiter comes over to Dana while she's sitting on the floor distraught. And he goes, cash credit, you know, for the bill. And I'm just like, well... That's what you get for leading my man on, Reggie. That's what you do. You just got to be up front. Got to be up front with the guy. So we go back to the match at hand that's about to start. And uh, before the whole thing gets going, we get a nice surprise from Miz and Maurice. They come out to the ring to do commentary. And I have to say, before this match fully gets started, Chad Gable has been... One of the best things to watch on Raw. His whole shoosh, the ah, thank you, the immaculate 4.0 GPA, the the shames that he had today, the don't boo education, that's gross. The look at this face as he kisses Otis on the cheek. It's just, it's, it's A plus comedy, heel work. It's just, it's so good. Like, I'm so happy that they're finally giving him something to do. It's not something stupid like the Shorty G thing. It's just fantastic, fantastic heel work. And I love it so much. I'm so happy they're tag team champions. It's just he's on a roll right now, and I'm so happy for him. And to top things off, the match ends. Gable gets the win. He takes the pin. Um, Dominic tried to do a crossbody off the top rope. Chad used the momentum to get the pin. And then the Miz slides in the ring and attacks both the Mysterios, leave them laying. So we're continuing to move on going forward. Uh, and I believe I saw that there's now a match at Elimination Chamber between Miz and I believe, I believe Dominic, maybe Ray. I missed it real quick. So he'll be fighting one of them. I'm assuming he'll fight the other at WrestleMania. So then we go back and we have yet another therapy session with Miss Bliss. And the therapist tells Miss Bliss that she effectively is as cured as she's going to be. Now, there's a replica Lily doll that's there, but the therapist says that it has been stuffed with the remnants of um, the actual Lily, and that as long as it's near her at all times and within close proximity, she'll remain cured. So I'm wondering now if she's not near her, What's that going to do? It's going to be interesting to see what happens. 
So Ms. Bliss is like, all right, cool. Thanks, Doc. It's been great. But now we got to go. We got people to see, things to do. Awesome times. Thanks. Bye. And as she goes to leave, they do this voiceover with Miss Bliss going, hey, there's an open spot in that women's elimination chamber match, isn't there? Well, I guess I know what I'm doing on Saturday. So I'm like, oh, all right, here we go. Now we have our sixth woman. So now Alexa Bliss is added to the elimination chamber match. So we'll see how this goes. That adds a whole new wrinkle because obviously... Miss Bliss hasn't wrestled, I believe, now in five, six months. It's been a while, so it should be fun. Another good match to look forward to. And then we had our main event, which was sure to be a banger, and it certainly was. It was Randy Orton taking on Seth Rollins. Phenomenal match. The ending, though, a little suspect, but I like it. Alpha Academy decides to come out to try to attack Randy. After he conveniently hits an RKO on Seth, Alpha Academy's coming out. Riddle right behind him attacks Chad, causes Otis to come back to fight with him. Randy then runs out of the ring, takes out Alpha Academy. But as he's sliding back into the ring, he is met swiftly by Seth Rollins and a stomp to get the one, two, three for Seth freaking Rollins. Fantastic match. Good way to end it keeps them technically both strong even though randy did lose it was via you know a distraction so it doesn't really hurt him but seth keeps his momentum going into elimination chamber and like i said elimination chamber happening on a saturday live tweeting will begin at around well, actually will begin at noon when the show starts i'm not sure if they're going to do a pre-show wouldn't surprise me so they probably would be at 11 uh, Eastern time, uh, 8 p.m. Pacific. Um, it's an early morning for those wrestling fans over on the West Coast. Um, but it should be good. It'll be our final stop on the way to WrestleMania. We have no pay-per-views for WWE in March. So it's just going to be six weeks promos, six weeks of storyline building, six more weeks of Kevin Owens making fun of Texas. Six more weeks of possibly getting Stone Cold Steve Austin to show up on television. We'll see. But guys, thank you so much for listening once again. As always, we appreciate you. We thank you for your time. If you don't already, please follow us on Twitter at Above the Ring. You can find us on Facebook, on Instagram, and on YouTube as well as Above the Ring. You can find myself pretty much everywhere as Scotty J Stream, and you can find this podcast on basically every podcasting platform that is out there. If you are listening on one that we're not a part of, let us know. We'll add ourselves to it, though. You can do all your one-stop shopping and add a little bedlam to your day from Above the Ring. Once again, my name is Scott. Thank you so much for listening. I am Vince's voice of reason, the Notre Dame of professional wrestling. And I wish you all have a wonderful week. Like I said, we also have NXT Vengeance Day on Tuesday for NXT. I will be covering that as well. Podcast as always. The narrative always continues to change, and we must be ready to talk about it. So, guys, thank you again. Have a wonderful evening. And most importantly, do not forget to ship it. And join the Bedlam. Good night. Welcome to the All 80s Movies Podcast. 
I'm Bill. And I'm Jason. And this is the podcast where we talk about the blockbusters, the flops, and everything in between from one of the freshest decades for movies, the 1980s. So whether you're a brain, a jock, a valley girl, or a Jedi, we've got some 80s classics for you. Do these movies stand the test of time? Are we discovering something new? Is there an 80s movie we're finally watching for the first time? Join us each week as we dive into the cinematic nostalgia that inspired and influenced a generation. From the hits to the cult classics, we'll discuss our earliest memories, favorite scenes, fun facts, and our not-so-favorite movie moments, too. It's the All 80s Movies Podcast, now available on all major streaming platforms. Please subscribe and happy listening.